Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome, and we go all the way to Toronto, Ontario, Canada, to talk to Anifa Youssef, and we're going to find out more about her organization in just a minute. But first of all, Anifa, welcome, and tell me about your education. Where did you go to school? So, um, first of all, I just want to say thank you, Pamela, for having me, Peter Miller, for having me on your show. Um, I'm, I'm really um, glad that I can be available today and be a part of this. Um, you wanted to, the question was, uh, tell you about my education. So um, I went to Ryerson University, uh, moving forward, I'll call it X University. <laughs> um, and I graduated in social work. A lot of people don't know that, but I actually graduated in social work and with a minor in sociology. And then graduate after graduating from there, I actually just upskilled and took a lot of um, additional uh, courses from the Traumatology Institute. As an example, I'm certified from there. Um, also, National Organization of Victim Assistance, I'm certified from there as well. Um, so I've uh, and I'm also certified from the Mental Health First Aid Commission. So even though my um, education background stems from Ryerson. Uh, I've actually upskilled and advanced and, and taken on more things that were of interest to me. Um, and so, yeah, that's a little bit about my education background. And then there's just the education of lived experience as well. <laughs> okay, so tell me about your work experience. Did you work while you were going to university as well as after university? Yes, I did. Uh, actually, when I was going to... Um, well, you know, actually, I'm going to start from high school because it kind of helped me fund <laughs> my education to go to university. So when I was in high school, actually, um, my first job was working for my father. So my father ran, um, he had his own jewelry business. And so my father used to wholesale me <laughs> um, jewelry, and then I would sell it to my peers at school. So I saved up that money. So that when I got into uh, university, I had like at least some income to, to start off with. So my parents actually didn't support me by giving me money, but in a way they did <laughs> because they, they started me off um, to have pretty much my own business, right? Um, when I was in school uh, at university, um, as you know, it's, it's a costly life. Uh, you know, going to school, especially going to school downtown, everything was super expensive. So that money was running out very quick on books and lunchtime because it's three-hour breaks. What what can I do in three hours? Oh, eat. <laughs> eat and study. So I actually, interesting enough, I I got into club promotion. So I gained some money. I know. I got into club promotion. So I, I worked, uh, you know, promoting clubs and, you know, entertainers would come into the city, especially from the U.S., um, and so I, I worked doing that for a while, and that helped me um, fund school. Uh, and then my father ended up um, getting, moving into a, uh, sorry, he ended up leasing a store. And I ended up working for my father um, there because I knew everything about jewelry because he, you know, he had supported me in the education around that. And so I ended up being a manager um, at my father's store. So whenever I would go to school, I would literally leave school 
then I would go first. It was like my dad be like, you got to get your schoolwork done. So I get my schoolwork done. Then I would meet my dad at the store and I'd work. I'd work there on weekends. And then when I was finished working there in the evenings, I would go work at the club. Um, so I worked seven days a week when I was in university. I literally worked seven days a week. Um, and it was one of the most, it was the best experience for me. Cause I think if I didn't have that drive and that determination, um, I probably wouldn't be where I am right now, to be honest. Um, so yeah, I, I want to well, thank my dad, <laughs> um, you know, for, for instilling that, uh, ambition in me, um, and giving me the opportunity to be able to, to make money and support myself, um, through school. Okay, so let's talk about your organization. How did you come up with the name? Oh, the name. It took me so long, to be honest. I was, I wanted a name that would be long-lasting and a name that people could relate to, um, like they felt connected to. Um, and that any, and it, I wanted the name to be something that made them feel um, uplifted. And so I literally sat down and I wrote, I wrote down all these words around what's the feeling that I want people to get out of this, out of this name. Um, and then lifted just kept coming up. Cause I was like, man, like, you know, you want to feel uplifted. You want to, you know, and what uplifts you things that you are attracted to in terms of like things that make you feel happy. Right. And so that's where I came up with lifted by purpose because once you realize, you know, what you're, what you're interested in, what makes you, what you're passionate about, um, you know, you align that with your, with that's your purpose in, in life. And it just feels like something that no matter what you're going through, you just, it's a reminder. So I looked at lifted by purpose sort of as an affirmation. And I wanted whenever people were down or, you know, felt like they just needed a reminder, the name could be that for them. And so that was the influence behind how I came up with the name. So do you have programs and services? Yes. So we are a, um, a trauma-informed arts-based organization pretty much focused around mental health and wellness. So all of our services, programs, um, events, and trainings are all related to that. So we offer a music stress management program, which was actually our first program. So it's our longstanding core program. Um, and that gave young people the opportunity to um, use music that they already listen to or music that they've created on their own um, and have conversations related to topics um, around things that triggered them. Um, and so that was the first uh, program that we started. Uh, and that was very successful, still is successful. Um, and then we had a program um, called Gifted, which was more of an artist development program. And then we had our Tattoo Stories event, which everybody like loves this event when they come to it. They come every year and it's just exciting to see people coming with their friends and their family or uh, people driving in from the, from the U.S. to come to the event. But Tattoo Stories is the opportunity for young people um, to share stories around uh, the meaning behind their tattoos and how that relates to their, their um, mental health. Um, and so it just gives them an opportunity to engage with community, um, to, and also to talk about stigma, you know, address stigma around tattoos, but also addressing stigma around mental health. Uh, so that's like my favorite event every year because I just love seeing um, 
different communities coming together. You have the entrepreneurs coming out, you have the creatives coming out, um, you have the educators, the politicians, it's just everybody's coming together and they're really interested in hearing these stories. Um, and I just love seeing the engagement um, that happens at the event. And it gives us also the opportunity to talk more about Lifted and um, to give out self-care bags and to raffle off some amazing um amazing gifts for people. Um, so yeah, that, I love that event so much. Uh, and then also we do trainings. So we train educators, uh, community groups, and young people around uh, trauma-informed care. We train them around uh, trauma recovery and self-care, uh, mental health first aid training, um, grief, loss, and healing. Uh, and then we also do healing circles. So a lot of organizations will reach out to us if, for instance, there's been uh, something traumatic that's happened in the community. So it could be gun violence, it could have been um, somebody died by suicide, um, and so one of the things that we do is we come out into the community and we hold these spaces to have these conversations where we educate them around, you know, trauma and we educate them around, you know, grief and loss, but we also provide a space for them to be vulnerable and open up and, and, and communicate around some of the challenges and things that are going on and, you know, the difficulties that they're having. Um, and we provide a space for them to engage with each other. So peer support, um, and, and speak about the things that they're doing now to kind of cope. But then we also are able to add to that conversation and share, you know, some of the evidence-based practices around things they could do to support themselves, support their communities, um, and connect them to the resources um, that they may need as well. Uh, so that's, in a lump sum, what we do. We do a lot <laughs> when you say it out loud, but, um, but that's the core of pretty much what it is that, that we do. So let's talk about the importance of partnerships and funding for your organization. Great topic. So the importance of funding is it's in order for us to be able to um, provide the space and even just to be able to um, provide the resources that young people need, it's really important to be able to have um, individuals that believe in your in your in your purpose, right? Um, and so we rely on funding. So we get government funding, um, and we also get funding from other organizations, our foundations, uh, and that really helps with the work. It helps with the projects that we're running. It also helps provide. Um, be able to provide a lot of the basic necessities that a lot of our young people need because we mostly work with young people that are coming out of um, the justice system or have lived experience in the justice system, but also young people that are living on the margins. So, you know, transient, you know, living in the shelter system. And so their needs go beyond just coming into the, into the program. It also goes into like food. So we provide food in our programs or gift cards. Um, we also provide self-care kits or self-care bags, so basic hygienic, you know, um, like uh, necessities in the bag for people to use. And so on the ongoing, we're always looking for donors or organizations to, to even partnerships, as, we're, as you mentioned, to lean on to say, hey, you know what, maybe I didn't get enough funding for this specific thing that we're working on, but I noticed maybe you may have gotten funding or maybe you have, you know, got a, um, a donation and you have excess, you know, uh, and you, you want to give to the community. So we usually will partner and say, how do we share our resources 
so that we're impacting um, the young people, they're the families that, that we both align with. Um, and so that's been really um, how we figure out who to partner with is like, hey, like, do we have a same, similar mission and value? Uh, are we able, what can, what, it's almost like bartering. What am I able to provide for you? What are you able to provide for me? And what is the outcome or the impact of that? And so as an example, we had a part, we have a partnership with a boxing club um, and they provide space, right? But they also have trainers. So it's like, hey, okay, if I can get funding for the trainer, you know, what else is it that you that you're able to provide? And so they've been a really great partnership because outside of just having young people use the boxing gym, they have events because they hold boxing events. They're uh, boxing promoters as well. So our young people have had the opportunity to be VIP and sit in a box and have that experience of watching international boxers um, compete. And that's something they don't have to pay for. Um, and so like, that's a great barter because then when they need support with something like, Hey, our, like our, our trainers, you know, we're interested in mental health first aid. These are things that we can say, Hey, you know what? How do we support you in educating you around mental health so that you could support your clients um, when they come and they open up to you about about challenges or adversity going on in their lives? So that's a great relationship. And then similar to that, there might be an organization that, you know, they have food baskets. So it's the same thing. You're looking to support young people. We have young people. <laughs> um, so how do we, you know, partner so that we can deliver um, those food baskets to young people within the community. And that takes a, a little bit of work off your team's hand and we're both getting to the same outcome, supporting young people. Um, and so, yeah, we really sit back and we really align like, hey, like what are we, what are these organizations doing? How do we support each other? But in the end of it, it's like, what is the impact that we wanna make? And is this impact sustainable or is this impact on um, short term? Uh, yeah. And I think that aligns back to even funders, like which funders are we um, looking to for and, and what are they providing and what is the impact going to be? So some funders, it might just be more capacity building supports. Some funders, it might be more around operational cost. Uh, and some funders, it might be more around um, basic necessities or um, providing a safe, a safer space for young people um, to engage and, and have conversa conversations and also be a part of the projects um, that we do. So yeah, it's a on, it's very busy. Cause as you know, funding like grants, you gotta wait four months, three months, sometimes it's not a fast turnaround. Uh, and so I, I wanna take the opportunity to say, um, I, I, I'm really grateful for partnerships that also provide placement students. So a lot of um, post-secondary institutions because those students come in and they they bring so much skills and so much knowledge and, and so much passion um, in wanting to um, give back. Um, and it's refreshing. And so we do a lot of capacity building for them as well as our give back. So we provide trainings for free uh, to our placement students um, because at the end of the day, they're also engaging with our young people. And so we want to all be um, aligned with the same, um, in that same outcome and um, how we're working with the young people. So yeah, like we've, we really do rely on those volunteers um, and, and we're really grateful for them because when funding is low, in order for us to be able to continue the work that we're doing, 
um, you know, it, it's nice to have the support of partners and to have the support of um, volunteers and also to have the support of our alumni. I have to talk about our alumni before I leave because the youth that come out of our programs, I've since I was young, I, I, my parents, like, you know, they've always instilled community. And, uh, and, you know, it doesn't stop here. Like, you don't support somebody and leave them, you know? And I feel like in our society, we do that a lot. Like, we say, oh, you hit that age bracket. You're 24 now. See you later. You're not considered a youth anymore. <laughs> but a lot of our young people that have come into our programs, because we're 16 to 30, but we still provide support for younger youth as well. Um, they're still with us because life happens. Adversity happens at any age. And so it's really great to know that if they turn 30 or they're 32, they can still call and say, hey, you know what, at this time in my life, this is something that's happening. How can you support? And it might be as simple as connecting them and referring them somewhere or just taking the time just to talk and hear what's happening. Maybe they just need someone that you know knows their history to have a conversation with. And so we're really fortunate in that we have these young people that have graduated out of our programs, but they're so involved. And they are also our volunteers, many of them. They come back and they say, hey, I heard there's a shortage in, you know, people to drive and drop off stuff. If you're okay with it and um, the youth that are currently in your program are okay with it, you know, I can drop off those food baskets. I can drop off the, those gift cards. And so um, once, you know, everybody's okay with it, <laughs> um, those young people have gone out of their way without asking for anything in return, have gone out of their way because they're like, I know what it's like to be in this situation. I was in this situation. Um, and it's the empathy that's come out of it and they actually go and they're giving back to youth that are currently in our program. So it's like, we feel like we're just this one happy family in a way, supporting each other through adversity, but also supporting our, each other to build and grow. And a lot of these young people now are starting their own organizations, um, starting their own businesses um, and asking us like, hey, like what were some challenges Similar to what you're asking, they're asking us, what are some challenges that Lifted's experience, or what are some challenges that you've experienced as an entrepreneur? And having that lived experience and the professional experience to share that with them, we're helping them to, you know, come up with solutions early so that they're learning from our from our experiences of like what not to do or like what to, you know, what to connect to early on so that you have that support later on. Um, and so it, it's beautiful to to see, and 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 it's like I I have a great team, and so, um, so yeah, that's a really great question because people always forget how important funding is, but also how important volunteers are and and community partners are. So talk about your team. Oh man, so my team, uh, I have there's one, two, three. There's really four of us. Um, and then our volunteers and our, so, okay, so let me explain. So Lifted by Purpose, we're on, on a shared platform. So there's an organization called Sketchworking Arts. Um, and so they help, they provide us space and they help with a lot of administrative things. So it makes it easier on our team. So even though we deal with our own finances, we do our own cash flow, our own budgeting, our own project development, um, all of, you know, we do a lot of our HR stuff as well. 
um, they help with like the bookkeeping. They help with, um, you know, um, mentorship as well. Whenever we're like, hey, we're like in a funk hole, <laughs> you know, what kind of advice can you can you give? Um, they're very supportive in that way. Um, and also supportive in actually um, when we're going after grants because like the charitable member and all that stuff, they're very supportive in all those ways. Um, but our team, we have an administrative uh, director and she does way beyond her job um, because what she does is she keeps us aligned to our budget. You know, she also um, supports the young people. They reach out to her, um, you know, when they're having difficulties, uh, she advocates for them. She, you know, goes into our resource pages and, you know, and she gives them access to certain things. Um, and when they're having challenges, um, you know, uh, with service providers, sometimes she will call the service provider. So almost like system navigation, she'll call the service provider, follow up, you know, advocate for the supports that they need. You know, how can we make this, you know, um, this fluid, how can we make this move faster? So she's very important. Um, and she deals obviously with payroll and everything else. Um, and then we have a creative director and she's amazing because she has, it's like sometimes you just need someone who visualizes what this looks like. <laughs> and she's really great at storytelling and she's really great at connecting um, people to empathy in terms of like, how are the stories of our young people? How are their voices being heard in an authentic way? Um, and so her role is to make sure that um, their voices are heard um, in the way and in, in the manner in which they want it to be heard. Um, and that she's, and she's also, you know, very important in a lot of the visual representation um, in, in how our branding goes within our organization. Uh, we have our art program facilitator who's an artist as well. Um, and uh, she's very helpful because she can connect to a lot of our young people are artists too. And so she's able to give them um, a lot of knowledge around the industry uh, and how to maneuver through it. But she's also um, very important helping them to have their voice heard through creative writing and, and, and through other forms of the arts. Um, where are the men? Oh my goodness. So here's where the men come in. So we do our best to hire every year. What we do is we, a lot, like 98% of our clients are actually young men. So, so we always have this conversation like, hey, like we need a male staff, you know? Um, so what we've done is we hire back our alumni. So a lot of the young men that people will be like, oh, where did that person just come from? It's like, I've seen him before. It's like, yeah, he was in our program and now he's a staff person. So what we do is we give a lot of the males in our program the opportunity to be a staff member. On a part-time um, so basis. On a part-time basis, yes. Um, and we also, in terms of like their education, so a lot of them, they want to pursue uh, post-secondary or maybe trainings in certain areas. Um, what we do with a lot of our donations, or sometimes even if we get a grant for capacity building, um, we offset some of that money and we put it aside and we give it to those young people. So that, for instance, we had a young man, he wanted to, he, we hired him on part-time um, and he wanted to pursue um, gaming, right? He wanted to go to school for that. Um, but he obviously, he couldn't afford to pay for the entry fee. Um, and then there's like a lot of stuff that's associated to that program as well. And so we covered that for him. Uh, we had another young man that we hired 
as well part-time uh, and he wanted to go back to school as well we covered his books and we covered his entry fee so aside from them making income with us we were also able to provide us uh, financial support to cover some of the expenses for other things that they wanted to pursue um okay so yeah we always have mail let's go <laughs> to uh, a more interesting question sure three years from today what is your organization going to look like? Wow. So three years from today, I would like our organization to look like that we have created more um, opportunities to hire young people. Um, I would like our organization to um, be that space that um, – a lot of businesses and not just community organizations reach out to um, for trainings, um, for ongoing trainings. And I would like in three years for our organization to have a lot more core funding. <laughs> um, people don't realize how important that is, but a lot of the work that we do, when we see the impact that we're making, uh, and then we see fundings coming to an end, we're always trying to sustain and so it would be really great to have like a core donor or a core funder in general, a core funding to be able to support those programs um, because that creates um, less stress on our team because we're, we're, we say we're innovative because we really are. We're always being innovative around how do we keep these things going. <laughs> um, and so it would be really helpful to just be able to kind of say, I don't have to worry about this and this, but we we just have to worry about more so just being innovative and creative in terms of like, how do we keep addressing the needs, um, the ongoing needs or the new needs that are, are coming up for our young people in communities. And so, yeah, I, I would really like to see, like I said, our young people more um, being able to create more employment opportunities for them um, and being able to be more sustainable in terms of the things that we're doing. And then the third thing, what was the third one that I had said to you? Um, that's okay. I'm going to catch you yeah, with another you have question. It, you have it recorded, so you're okay. <laughs> I'm going to catch you with another question. Um, how long has your organization been around? We've been around since 2012. Wow. And what yeah. is your website? It's uh, www.liftedbypurpose.com. Okay. Well, look, thank you very much. You're a very passionate lady. And you know how exciting the area is that you're working in. And I wish that you would go to other communities across Canada. And that would really make a difference. So thank you for your time this morning. Thank you so much, Peter.